On, on Christmas morning, um, there was two things I went to bed on Christmas Eve night thinking about. One um, was partly to do with what I was going to preach about this week, but it wasn't something definite in my mind. The other thing was there was a, a couple of cards that we wanted to write out, and I felt God was putting something in my heart, and I couldn't quite work it out what it was. And then uh, Christmas morning came, and I got what we wanted to put on the cards, and I also got what God wanted me to speak about tonight. No, nothing definite, just a title, if you like, and the area. And I actually said to Catherine, I said, this is really weird because I'm at my worst in the mornings. Catherine, at best, I'm at my worst. I'm best at night. And I said, it's really weird how God keeps giving me things in the morning. She says, well, that's how you know it's from God. Because she said, it can't be from you because it's so bad in the morning. (laughs) And I hadn't cottoned on to that. I thought, that's true. (laughs) So, um, and what God put on my heart for today was actually um, just thinking about giving. And the scripture in Acts where it turns around and says it's greater to give than receive. And I know that sounds kind of, oh, well, Christmas time and giving and receiving. So that's where I'm coming to you today. And I've asked that to be left up there because these songs actually mean a lot to me and they always have done. Because to me, they're commitment songs. They're songs about how I should be committed to God. They always pull me up short, always make me stop and think, what does God want from me? And that's what God said he wants from me. He wants everything from me, really. That's what he's asking from us. But what's the reality of that? And how much pressure does that put on us as Christians? Catherine, would you like to read the first scripture for me, please? Mark 12, 41 to 44. Then he sat down opposite the offering box and watched the crowd putting coins into it. Many rich people were throwing in large amounts. And a poor widow came and put two small copper coins worth less than a penny. He called his disciples and said to them, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the offering box than all the others. For they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put what she had in to live on, everything she had. She gave all she had. It wasn't a lot in our terms, in practical terms, the amount of money she put in there, but she gave all that she had. Again, that's what that scriptures, that, sorry, that song is talking about, that verse in there. On Christmas Day, and I didn't realise I was noticing all this, but I came away, what's the word, very joyous, I suppose, and very um, thankful to God for what we saw on that day. Now, I'm going to share some stuff that might be embarrassing, or may not be, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but... Um, The first thing that happened was that uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, somebody had told me that their hoover had broken down. And I realized we got an old one at home that we were going to throw out. It still worked, but it was making a bit of noise. And so we said we could give it them. And it actually didn't come about for a while because of one reason or another. On Christmas Day, I had the opportunity to give it to them. At the same time, somebody else had turned around and said that their hoover had broken. So this first person turned around and said, well, actually, I'm all right because I've come into some money. I can buy my own. So they wanted to give it to the second person. And actually, there was a conversation going on in the middle of the road with a hoover in one hand and two people talking about who was going to have this hoover. And I thought, this is great. Because 
I was giving out of something that I didn't need, which wasn't costing me anything, but somebody else was willing to give because actually they were going to give out of their finances because they were going to go and buy themselves something. And they're not a rich person anyway, a bit like this widow. So they were willing to give. And I thought, that's God. That's what we're about. That's our Christian faith. And uh, on Christmas Day, I took somebody home, came back here, and uh, Catherine can tell this story. About Steve? Yes. Sorry. What he was on about. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a Christmas lunch, as many of you know, and uh, we had a young man join us later on in the day, so we gave him a meal, and because he's on the streets and struggling, he said he'd managed to get into a flat over Christmas. So I gave him an extra meal to take home to reheat the next day. But as I gave it to him, he said, so I'm going to give it to so-and-so because they haven't had anything to eat today. Thank you. So again, somebody who's got nothing and basically was going home with something that he could have for later was actually going to give it to somebody else. And I thought, yeah. What a challenge. It's easy to give when you've got something, but when you've got nothing, when you're living in poverty yourself, when you've got nothing of your own to speak of, and you're willing to give like that. And it just very much struck me, of, again, of what the Bible talks about. Something else that was spoken here today was to do with what the Bible says and how we're supposed to be actually putting it into action. And I think sometimes what we do is we take bits of the Bible and put that into action, but we don't put it all together. So what is God asking us to give? He's asking to give all of ourselves, but what does that mean? It means different things to different people. There's a, another scripture, and I'm not going, to, not going to turn to it, I'm going to believe that you know where it is, which turns around and says that the more we're given, the more is expected of us. So the people who have got more from God are actually expected to give more. That's a challenge to me. I believe God's given me a lot. Not necessarily financially, but in other ways. He has looked after us financially, but he's given it us in other ways. So he expects more from us. But what he doesn't expect is somebody who's got less to give the same. He expects us to give what God has already given us. Jesus sent out the disciples and he sent them out with nothing. He sent out the twelve. And he told them basically to go somewhere and to live on what people gave him. Find a house where you'll be welcome and basically they'd look after you. He sent them with nothing at all, but actually did he? He sent them with his spirit. He sent them with the fact that they would be provided for to do the work that they were being asked to do. And they were given a command to spread the gospel, to heal people, to cast out demons. That's what they were told to do. So are we being told to do the same? We'll often quote scriptures talking about people being sent out. Yes, I think some of us are told to do that. But I think within that, others are told to do other things. Again, scripture talks about us all using the faith that God gives us. So there's different amounts of faith that God gives us. What we're asked to do is to use what we're given. 
No more, no less. Me and Catherine struggled to come here this morning. Um, we've had a, a fairly hectic time, very tiring time. Catherine's mum, most of you know, is in hospital, not very good at all. And we've been away from church for 10 days. We've had no meetings. And it seems like weeks upon weeks. It seems like three or four weeks to me. Walk through that door and you think, I know why I'm here. This is where we belong and this is where we are, meant to be. And whether you know it or not, you give so much. I went out today, um, part of the way through the service. Um, I, I made a phone call, came back in, there's Mark. He'd been sitting on the end here, he was sitting by Catherine. Gets up out of his seat, sits a seat over to allow me to sit down. I didn't because I was going to go out. Spoke to Catherine and went out. And she's told me that Mark came and sat by her, then later on, I don't know who they were, he didn't say. Some women came and sat with him. Yeah. Do you know what that means to me? What it means to Catherine? It's not all about big things that we do. It's not all about things, people standing up the front like I am now talking to you. It's not about um, being able to lead worship. And that. It's often about the small things. That's what the family of Christ is about. You've been given something. You've been given the love of Christ and you're showing it. You showed it to my wife while I'm not here. I came back into the church later on and I got a round of applause when I came through the door. <laughs> Never had that in my life before. But to me, again, this is how I feel God often speaks to me. It's through actions. It's through what's going on around us. I'm talking about gifting and what we give. It's better to give than receive. And it's quite a funny expression because actually I always find when you give, you always get something back. I did share with somebody a few weeks ago, and it's, this is a strange thing to say, but I said that if people didn't have problems, me and Catherine would be out of work. And that's kind of a weird thing to kind of feel and to say, but it's kind of true. But all of us would be. The whole idea about our faith is love. It's the love of God and how he cares for us. And we're supposed to be portraying the same thing. And I think actually, genuinely, we are. Simple things that we do show and express that love. Now, we've been speaking a lot for months now, talking to people about their gifting, and Mark's mentioned some of the stuff at the front. I thought it was so brilliant what you were sharing um, this evening. But we mentioned people's gifting, and we want to encourage people into their gifting and to do things and that. But within that, I know that sometimes people can think that they're not doing enough and what they're doing is of no value. You're wrong. Just being here is of value. There's no good me, Keith, Mark, or anybody else in this church standing up here and preaching if there's nobody to preach to. Just by the fact of being here, you're showing concern for others as well as yourself. You're showing that you want to worship and praise God, and that's what we're about. And also, you're showing a care. You care for people. A simple thing like a hug. I don't know if you've noticed, but we seem to be hugging more in this church. <laughs> I keep saying that Catherine's got a hugging ministry. <laughs> 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 
But the truth is we care for each other, and that's what we're supposed to be about. So the widow's might is about her giving all that she's got. Now, somebody else could be walking past that same offering box that she was, and they might have put £20,000 in there, and that could have been all they've got. And there's no difference. In God's eyes, they've both given all that they've got. There was a big fuss made about a, a, a Christian businessman some years ago, and he wasn't giving 10% of his money to the church. He was giving something like 90%. And there had been a lot said about this for a long time. And then somebody piped up and said, yes, but the 10% he's got left is still far more than anybody else in the church had to live on. He was extremely wealthy. So it's something like his 10% was something like over a million pounds a year. And they said, so actually, it seemed like he was given a lot, but was he in the same terms? Somebody else who was giving 10% of their whatever, £20,000 a year was actually could have been given more in real terms. So, as human beings, our kind of thing is focused often on quantity and often how much we see people do as a physical exertion, if you like. But actually, that's not what God sees. He sees what we do. Are we doing what he's given us to do? Are we using the resources he's given us to use? And are we using him for his kingdom and for the benefit of everybody else? Keith mentioned this morning in his preach that it's God first, everybody else second, and him third. I'll disagree with you slightly because you're third and second. <laughs> because we all should be third and second. We should all think of, each, of everybody else being more important than ourselves. That way we're fulfilling scripture. That's what it tells us to do. We uh, had a family get together on Boxing Day, which we often do. And uh, the striking thing was, again, there's a member of our family who's got quite a bit more money, money than another two members of our family. The person who gave the most was... The one who got the least. The one who got the most gave the least out of the three. And the one who gave the most is a Christian. And they don't just give financially or with presents, they give with their love, their trust, and just being them, just being the person they are. This is something else that I think that we don't realize sometimes is Again, something I want to share is what I get from people who just trust us. And I know Catherine's the same. Just by somebody sharing something with us that they don't share with somebody else gives us a lot. It makes us feel valued, not just for, for them, by them, sorry, but by God as well. Because neither me and Catherine believe that we can do what we believe God asks us to do in our own strength. We can only do it in the strength of God. It's nothing to do with us, it's God. What is to do with us is that. That's what God wants from us. We put that commitment into God and say, you're first. Then he can use us. But don't think because you're not doing the same as the person sitting next to you or somebody else, you're doing less. No, you're not. In God's eyes, if you're doing what he's gifted you to do, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Just by giving time, 
giving love, giving care. That's what God wants you to do. It's so important. Something that we've said for a long time in this church is what we want here is a family, which I believe we've got. And a family supports each other. And I, I, I just want to get people to understand that because we're talking about gifting and we're talking about moving on and the things, the big things that we believe this church is going to do, yes, we've got to have more leaders in the church, yes, we've got all these big things, don't think because you're not feeling equipped to do that that you're of any less worth than anybody else. Because also within that, we need the support of the church. We can't go out there and help other people unless we can help each other first. I can assure you there's many times Keith, Rachel, Catherine, me, Mark, that we need to talk to somebody. We need somebody to say, that was good what you said, that's good what you did. We need encouraging the same as anybody else does. We need to be able to come back into a safe place and feel that people love us and care for us. I think in some respects, um, so soon into this church plant to be talking about another church plant is completely madness. But because it's completely madness, I think it's probably right because that's God. That's the God I know. It's, we can't do the possible. We've got to do the impossible. So to be thinking about doing that, the people who are going to plant the next church need the support of this church. And that support is often in smaller ways than people standing at the front here but actually going out there. So I just want to encourage everybody, whatever you're doing, be right with God. Get this priority. Then whatever you feel that God is asking you to do, do it. And realize the value of what you're doing. I think over this Christmas period, there's been some of the smallest things that we've seen have had some of the biggest effects with people. The laughter that's been caused, the love that's been shown. We need to put the word into action and we need to understand what the word is really truly saying to us. So yes, God wants us to go out. God wants us to, he's going to send us out. But to do that, he's going to empower us. He's the one that will give us the power to do things. The other thing that happened uh, when they sent out was they were told if they were ever captured and imprisoned so they might go through hard times, but not to worry about it because God would give them the words. And again, I think so many times we forget. We think we've got to do things in our own strength. We haven't. If God's asking us to do it, if we're turning to him, he will empower us to do it. But just don't forget that actually what does Scripture turn around and say? The one thing that's going to survive everything else is love. If you're express, expressing love for one another, you're doing a major thing. <laughs>